Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Hey, guys. What's up, G? Want to go to Chachki's? Get some coffee? I gotta get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Office Space, for that one. So, I'm of the opinion that having a case of the Mondays is usually a result of what we avoid on Sundays. The other day, I was listening to uh, Alex Toussaint, who is a fitness instructor. And during a workout that he was leading, he said this, the strong start on Sunday. This statement about Sundays is something I believe in, that I practice, and that I share with the people I work with. And I think this idea that the strong start on Sunday can be used to create a helpful family tradition. How I see it is that much of our young people's struggle, their difficulty, their resistance to hitting the ground running at the start of the school week actually has a lot to do with a lack of planning and preparation on Sunday. When you think about it, most of us spend our Sundays in sort of a a state of denial about what awaits us, what awaits us that following day. And that day has a name. It's known as Monday. For most of us, we don't like to think about, and sometimes we don't even like to acknowledge this day of the week. I heard a quote recently that I think sums up many people's relationship with Mondays. The quote is this. Dear Monday, I want to break up. I'm seeing Tuesday and dreaming about Friday. Sincerely. It's not me, it's you. End of quote. So often, what I hear from students is that Monday mornings and afternoons consist of a lot of inner and outer dialogue regarding their lack of motivation. But the way I see it is that Monday should not be about motivation. Instead, they should be about momentum. And I really do think there's a way, as a family, to make this shift from Manic Mondays to Momentum Mondays. And how this can be done is by taking a short period of time as a family to sit down, to look at, to plan and prepare for the upcoming week with each, and I emphasize each, each member of the family partaking together at a predetermined location. Good spot for this can be a table, maybe the kitchen table. Now, I'm not here to promote some sort of Sunday campaign to suck all the joy out of your Sundays. Not at all. This Sunday sit-down, or Sunday summit, if you will, should only take 10, 20, maybe 30 minutes max to do. But I do think that this Sunday family sit-down can be the key to providing the momentum needed to have a positive and productive week. Think of it as getting a head start. Because most students open their eyes on Monday with a sense of panic. That will likely result in a reactive mindset throughout Monday. But this doesn't need to be your child's Monday mindset. Because by taking a short amount of time on Sunday to get the lay of the land, you and your family can avoid the panic and the reactive experience of Monday mornings. The thing about Mondays is that they will usually provide plenty of unexpected 
unpredictable, surprising, and stressful situations. But the good news is that by doing a Sunday sit-down with a family, you and or your child will be better able to respond to the unforeseeable events that may arrive. And I do realize many of you may already do this, so there's that. But to be of help, on this episode, I decided to create a framework for the Sunday family sit-down. I call it the Sunday SITS. SITS stands for Schedule, Intention, Tasks, and Situated. And I'll be providing an attachment in the show notes for this SITS framework. So if you want to use this, print it off, tweak it, feel free. Okay, so to break down each of those four parts, starting with the S of schedule. This is where each member of the family writes down or breaks down their upcoming week in its scheduled form. So for this, you create a visual representation of what the week entails in terms of scheduled events, maybe responsibilities and activities. For your child, a large part of the schedule will be made up of their school schedule. What classes do they have? On what days do they have them? When do things start? When do they have a break? When do they finish? Writing down and then seeing your week is often a much better use of your time than just thinking about your upcoming week. Thinking alone will often result in a scary, scattered, and anxiety-producing perspective on the week ahead. By writing things down, by creating, and then seeing your schedule, what usually occurs is a reduction of anxiety. This is often the result. Because you have taken the muddled mess of thoughts about what lies ahead, and instead you have downloaded them from the cloudy cognitive cave known as your brain, and you put them down on paper or digital app, calendar, or planner. This will allow your child to see things more clearly. It turns the abstract into the actual. It makes the uncertain certain. There's a quote I like that uh, comes from uh, K, K-H-A-Y. And it goes, a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of fear, a little bit of preparation can make them all clear. End of quote. And I believe that to be true. There's also that saying, seeing is believing. And I think having a young person see their upcoming week allows for two types of belief. The first belief is a basic one, but I think it's necessary. And I'll use the Oxford Dictionary definition of seeing is believing. That being, once we see something, the truth of its occurrence or existence can no longer be doubted. And this goes back to my point about how many of us spend our Sundays in a state of denial or doubt about the upcoming week. Our realization of Monday and the upcoming week should not arrive the moment the alarm goes off on Monday morning. The second belief that can occur when seeing the upcoming week is the belief in self. The belief that you can manage, handle, tackle, maybe even dominate this upcoming week. For many of us, only when we see visually, with our own eyes, that which lies ahead, can we produce a feeling of belief or confidence about our ability to survive, or even better, a belief that we can thrive this upcoming week. When the upcoming week is contained solely in the cognitive, when this happens, our week will feel, will appear complex, cloudy, and will likely feel anxious, confused, and overwhelmed. Remember that all three of those feelings are avoidance emotions. So, of course, we will tend to avoid thinking about 
and preparing for that which remains uncertain. Monday should not be a mystery. We don't need to do this. Our youth don't need to do this. They can avoid this anxious experience by demystifying the days that lie ahead. And when we write down and are able to see this upcoming week's schedule, what we often will arrive at is one of my favorite mantras. That being, I got this. All right. So that was the first S of SITS, that being schedule. Okay. Next is the I, which stands for intention. This part of the SITS framework is about picking one intention, which I define as a conscious decision to perform a particular behavior that is related to improving one's overall wellness. And I want to make a note here. The biggest distinction between this I of intention and the previous S of schedule and the upcoming T of tasks is that this intention is not something that is required of someone to do, required by school, work, or some other institution or person. This intention is something that the person is choosing to do out of choice so that they can improve their wellness. Definition time. And I take this from North Dakota State University's wellness program. Go Bison. All right. Wellness is an active, lifelong process of becoming aware of choices and making decisions toward a more balanced and fulfilling life. I love that definition. Because of the use of three words. Process, aware, and choice. NDSU's wellness description goes on to say, process means that we never arrive at a point where there's no possibility of improvement. Aware means that we are by our nature continuously seeking more information about how we can improve. And finally, choice. Choice means that we have considered a variety of options and have selected one that is in our best interest. Wellness places responsibility on the individual. It becomes a matter of self-evaluation and self-assessment. So the I of intention also applies to the I of I or me. This is about what I choose to better the I known as me. And quick but important note here. I use the word intention and not the word intentions intentionally. Because I think when we give ourselves too many intentions or weekly goals, aims, whatever you want to call them, when we have more than one of these, we will often feel overwhelmed. Or we might even forget what they are due to the plural nature of them. Or if we do remember them, we may conclude that we'll get to all that important, you know, self-improvement stuff at a later time. Because, you know, I got a lot going on right now. Now's not the time. So choose one. If your child is open to use and sits, have them pick one intention. On the handout I'm providing, I use the dimensions of wellness to help the categorization and selection of an intention. The four dimensions I use are physical, intellectual, emotional, and social wellness. I call it the pies of intention. I'm not sure if it's needed, but I'll share a few examples of what could be an intention in each one of those four dimensions. So for physical wellness, this could be Working out three times this week, eating breakfast every day, having a steady wake time every day. The options are endless, really. Okay, next, examples of intellectual wellness intentions. These could be something like reading a book, not because you're required to, but because you choose to. Or maybe you dedicate time to learn a language. Or possibly you set the intention to practice an instrument for 30 minutes every day after school. Next up, emotional wellness. Some examples of intentions could be practicing mindfulness, 
for five to 10 minutes every day, maybe journaling at the end of each day, possibly starting each day with three gratitudes, or it could be doing paced breathing to start each day and to unwind at the end of the day. And finally, examples of social wellness intentions. This could look like deciding to schedule a time to connect with friends, family, maybe set up a Zoom hangout to talk with friends or play a game. Okay, so that was the I of SITS. Now, onto the T of SITS. The T stands for tasks. On this one, this is basically a to-do list. These are the tasks, the projects, the assignments that someone is required to address or complete. And on the SITS handout, there is a structure provided to prioritize these tasks in terms of importance and urgency. And remember, prioritizing is one of those executive functions that we're always talking about. But it doesn't end there. The task portion of this exercise does not stop with listing and prioritizing these to-dos. Nope. There's actually one more step. A necessary step, in my opinion. And that step is, after listing and prioritizing, you now need to jump back up to the top of the handout and schedule times to tackle these tasks. I see this as necessary because to-do lists, what they tend to do is they tend to lengthen if we do not schedule these specific task times. So once the task list is created and prioritized, then it's time to go to the top of the page, write out or block out these task time chunks on your weekly schedule. And finally, the second S of SITS. The second S stands for situated. What I mean by situated is having identified, located, and placed everything you need to show up, to be prepared for the S of your schedule. Situated means having all the things required to follow through on your I of that week's intention. And situated means having all that is necessary to complete the T of your weekly tasks. Some examples of getting situated could be putting out your clothes for Monday, maybe even each day of the upcoming week. Or maybe it's having your workout gear set out. Or maybe even go next level situated by putting your athletic socks in those sneakers. It could include putting reminders on your phone so you don't forget. Or it could be checking the academic portal to make sure you don't have any missing assignments. Another example of getting situated for school could be having a simple folder. One side labeled turn in and the other side labeled to do. All right, so I think you get the idea of what getting situated is all about. So there you have it. This is the Sunday SITS framework. And some of you may be thinking that this isn't the best time to bring this idea up because the majority of students are now on break. But I would politely like to disagree because I think winter break is a great time to start this tradition because there is less going on for most of our students. So this could be a great time to start this exercise. Maybe think of it as sort of a a sits light. And by starting this over break, you can help your child, help your family get accustomed to a Sunday sit down before the stress, the panic, the confusion of next semester arrives. In general, I see this as an opportunity to create a useful, helpful family tradition that allows each member of your family hopefully including your child, to get a head start on the week ahead so that your household will have a little Monday momentum instead of a power struggle focused on a lack of motivation. I do believe this can make a family strong. Remembering, the strong start on Sunday. 
And a close. Healthy risk time here. By implementing a Sunday sits tradition at your home, you don't have to have Mondays at your house that could be described as manic. This doesn't need to be your family's experience. An experience that the band known as the Bangles described in their hit song from 1986. Take it away. Right. Thank you, Bangles, or uh, the Bangles. I don't know how to say that, but okay. That doesn't need to be the energy that fills your home every Monday morning. Instead, with the aid of the family tradition known as the Sunday Sits, your family's experience of Monday may sound a little more like this. Yep, really doing this. This is a Momentum Monday Dude, this sits on Sunday Cause that's the best way To avoid panicking all day This is a Momentum Monday Alright, sorry for that Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.